Welcome to the Allegory of Spots podcast series. Thanks for joining. In each episode, we introduce a new spot. We talk about how spots hinder our progression mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, and how to overcome any spot that may be holding you back. As you begin to move and apply the things you learn, you'll start to see weaknesses become strengths, and you'll begin to see and feel greater light come into your lives. Hi, I'm Dan. In this allegory of spots, we're going to talk about sins of omission. My grandmother didn't put up with idleness or laziness. She lived in a town that was an hour away from my home. My grandfather died when I was young, and she was a widow for many years. Each summer, my mother would take me and my other three siblings to stay with her for about a week. This was always such an adventure. Sometimes, when we were older, we got to take our bikes with us. This was great because we could explore around her neighborhood and surrounding neighborhoods easily. This was also good because it kept us busy. Later, as I grew older and would discuss with her more adult things, I learned that one of her favorite sayings was, The Lord helps those that help themselves. I want to tie this into the spot for the Allegory of Spots series. Sins of omission or laziness. Have you ever thought that there could be a sin of omission or a sin for doing nothing? Omission means left out, omitted, or excluded. If we think of this in terms of a few scriptures, then I will be able to tie my grandmother's saying into this and what this all means for me and even you listening. Some of the most quoted scriptures about being a doer of the work are from James. This from James one twenty five, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. And another in James 2.14. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? This last verse is interesting because if you continue reading in verse 19 and 20, it goes on to say, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? In the scriptures, whenever Jesus came across those who were possessed with devils, the Bible states that the devils knew Jesus. This because they believed. They had perfect knowledge of who he was. This is because they had been fighting against him from the very start. But the devils had no good works to show for. The lesson here is that we need to move. We need to do good continually. On more than one occasion when I lived in Kentucky, I would hear people say, I just want a log cabin in heaven, meaning that they just wanted to get some small toehold into heaven. They seem to have forgotten that God's promise to them was much more than a log cabin in heaven, that God promised all of us the entire kingdom of heaven. All that he has, he stands waiting to give us. Someday we might think it is a large sin of omission. When we get to heaven and find our name scratched out on the sign in front of the kingdom of heaven, understanding that it could have been ours, but instead we're led to our small log cabin. We fall where we stand. If all we had to do was believe in Jesus Christ and his atonement, 
and the kingdom was ours, but instead we chose to disbelief that Jesus was real. Yes, we will get what we worked for, that log cabin in heaven. We were not valiant in the testimony of Jesus. If you feel stuck where you are in your life, if things don't seem to change in your life, if you're not trying to progress, then you should listen to the SPOT series to identify things in your life you need to clean out and move forward on, or else you will get what you worked for, the exact log cabin instead of the kingdom or mansion that is promised. Back to my grandmother's saying, the Lord helps those who help themselves. What she was trying to teach me is to move, to move forward, to make progress so that the Lord could bless my efforts and I could continue to progress. I think this saying came out of the responsibilities she felt and was given as the oldest of several children, growing up on a farm in a small town. She would often talk about her duties in the house and also the duties outside the house, in the orchards and gardens and barn, tending to animals, and being aware of the impact of the blessings from God that these could have on the weather or rain or early freezes. It was important to her to move and by so moving to gain favor with God and be blessed. Believe that Jesus is a present living God, one who knows each of us perfectly, the one who took on himself our sins and died for us. Make steps forward in your life. It is by grace that we are saved. The atonement event has already taken place. It is already in place for you. You only have to believe in him and know that Jesus did it for you. You must move forward, believe, and then begin to make changes in your life so that further blessings can be yours as you continue to move forward. The changes that you begin to make will have an impact on you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So don't put it off any longer. Let the Lord help you as you help yourself. At the end of each episode, you'll hear us repeat the steps on how to remove your spots. It's simple. There are four steps in the process. Number one, start by making a comprehensive list of all the things in your life that you need to get rid of or repent of or even be healed from. You'll know when your list is complete when you feel you've included all the items that come to mind. Number two, Take an inventory of what you're feeding your spirit, because what you feed your spirit is what feeds your flesh. Your body will follow your spirit. Number three, now that you've identified the spots, let's get rid of them or cast them off, and here's how you do that. Present your list to God through prayer. Ask Him for help. Ask Him to remove your spots, to literally take them from you. Ask God to remove and offload all your burdens, your stresses, and your concerns. Stop trying to carry them alone. They weren't meant for you to carry. And number four, once you've finished steps one through three, it's time to start the process again. Only this time, dig a little deeper into your soul, searching out even the smallest of spots you might have overlooked or not even recognized. Ask God to reveal them. He has a way of bringing them to the surface. And finally, continue these steps until you've completely cleansed yourselves of any and all spots. Then move forward day by day using the atonement of Jesus Christ to keep yourself unspotted.